0: Like Sam Jackson said in the movie Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. It's about to get interesting, I think. While everybody's trying to look at the, trying to figure out how strong the economy is, how resilient the labor market is by looking backward through the unemployment rate, we've got a couple stuff, couple indications, real strong ones today and yesterday that suggests we need to be looking forward at butts and things. Fitch just downgraded the US government's debt. At the same time, gasoline use took an absolute nosedive. Now, what do those two have to do with each other? Well, the one suggests the underlying fundamentals that are playing into the other. So let's start with gasoline today, because gasoline may be one of the most important indications here because of what it can tell us about the state of the US consumer, which, I mean, if we didn't already know from China and global trade, Here's another key crucial indication of distress, maybe consumers reaching the end of their rope. According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, ever since the beginning of July, gasoline supplied, which is their measure of how much gasoline gets used in the U.S. economy, just tanked. And it was all of the sudden. But it wasn't just the one week, the first week in July. It continued in the second week of July and the third week in July. And now the data we got today from the government four weeks in a row. So four weeks in a row, we're not likely looking at some random coincidence. The numbers they gave us were the first, the last week in June, gasoline supplied was 9.6 million barrels per day. That fell to 8.76, followed by 8.86, followed by 8.94, and then this current number of 8.84. So that's four straight weeks around 8.9 billion barrels per day and less which is unusual for this time of year. Again, this is the summer driving season. Americans like to be out driving. Americans like it when delivery trucks are out driving them their goods, driving their goods to them. So the the four-week average is down to 8.8 million barrels per day, but as you can see on the chart, it has absolutely nosedived. And it has done so this month of July, which is the same month when gasoline prices, in particular, wholesale gasoline prices that we can see, have gone way, way up. Resurgent oil prices, thank you, Saudi Arabia, thank you, oil producers in the US who won't produce. We have gasoline prices that are going higher again. At the same time, Americans can't seem to afford it. Now, we've seen this type of behavior before, just last year, last summer's driving season that told us There was a shift in the U.S. economy. But last summer, you might recall, gasoline prices were well over a dollar higher than they are today. So what we're seeing is a high level of price sensitivity, potentially, in gasoline, which tells us something potentially significant about the state of the American consumer. And most of all, incomes, lack of incomes, and perceptions about the labor market that maybe are not being captured in the unemployment rate. Gasoline, recession, downgrade of of the US government debt. But first, I'm Jeff, this is Eurodollar University. Thank you for joining me. If you're interested, Eurodollar University memberships are available, as are subscriptions, and we're conducting an anniversary sale right now as I speak. Check out the Eurodollar University website for those deals. We've got some pretty big ones. I've never offered them before, figured one year anniversary, why not? Memberships are about the Eurodollar system, the background details about the monetary, monetary system, how it works, how it's supposed to work, research subscriptions, what's going on and why. Again, all the information, sales, and uh, what, what, what the subscriptions and memberships are all about, our website at eurodollar.university. The correlation is not random. Wholesale gasoline prices have been rising since the beginning of July. So right around the time we saw gasoline usage fall off. Though the timing isn't, doesn't necessarily have to be exact, but we had wholesale gasoline, RBOB, which stands for reformulated blend stock for oxygenated blending, which is the stuff that they blend with ethanol to, rep- to produce reformulated gasoline. That's a major CME futures contract that gets traded related to gasoline prices, wholesale gasoline prices in the United States. So that was that was around 246 on July 3rd. Then Saudi Arabia said, we're cutting off oil production, or we're going to maintain our production cuts in oil. Oil prices began to rise. They were up a little bit before then, then they started to rise. And gasoline prices, which have been higher than they otherwise would have been, there usually is a very close relationship between gasoline and oil, but gasoline has been stuck higher this year than... Than where oil prices suggest it should have been, and then they were off to the races in, throughout July with oil prices moving higher to the point that just a couple days ago on Friday, the RBOB cash contract, front month futures contract, was up to 296. Just painful price. Again, at the same time, gasoline prices are rising. Gasoline usage in the middle of summer is dramatically falling off, and falling off faster than it did last summer, despite the fact that, as I mentioned, gasoline prices are over a dollar per gallon cheaper. So they're more painful, they're still painful, but not as painful as last last year, and an even bigger potential response among drivers. Maybe not just people out driving for summer, but also potentially deliveries. Again, like I said, Gasoline use for commerce might be down just as much. What does that have to do with Fitch? If you you haven't seen it, yesterday, August 1st, Tuesday, Fitch decided it was going to announce that it was downgrading U.S. government debt. U.S. Treasuries are no longer AAA rated, according to Fitch. Instead, as if we didn't already know this, the U.S. government is pretty damn broke. In fact, it's ridiculously broke. But... It's more broke now than it has been in a very long time. Despite the fact that we hear all the time about the deficit improving, suddenly the deficit is not improving. What Fitch said was, we expect the general government deficit to rise to 6.3% of GDP in 2023 from 3.7% in 2022. Why? It reflects cyclically weaker federal revenues. That's the the key one here. That's the one that goes along with gasoline falling off a cliff. Cyclically weaker uh, federal revenues, tax receipts, especially individual tax receipts that I've talked about before, withholdings, refunds that are way up. Again, signs of consumer stress and strain, commercial stress and strain that isn't in the unemployment rate. Uh, Fitch also cited new spending initiatives and a higher interest burden, which are not helping the federal government's uh, fiscal uh, state. And they also add, state and local governments are expected to run an overall deficit of six-tenths of a percent of GDP this year after running a small surplus of two-tenths of a percent in 2022. Again, what do they say? Reflecting cyclically weaker revenues recession. You can see it coming in the tax receipts. And the tax receipts have gotten really, really bad. Another thing that the Treasury Department announced just recently was their quarterly refunding schedule, how much they're going to borrow from the marketplace. And the numbers are just just staggering. They're simply staggering. They announced that during the July to September quarter, Treasury expects to borrow 1.007 1.007 trillion in privately held net marketable debt and that's assuming an end of september cash balance of 650 billion dollars here's the thing that estimate of 1.7 point 1.007 trillion is 274 billion higher than was announced in may 2023 which was just three months ago three months ago they thought well we're gonna have to borrow about 725 billion dollars uh, during the quarter now just three months later they're saying well we're gonna have to borrow a whole trillion and then maybe a little bit extra and the reason is one of the primary reasons is that the cash balance at the end of the quarter was 148 billion less than they had anticipated that's 148 billion because slightly higher uh, expenses and outlays but mostly because tax revenues are that weak the april quarter remember the debt ceiling drama How we kept talking, how the the media kept talking about the X date having to be moved up because of weak tax receipts. Well, it was $150 billion weak in tax receipts that caused this now extra borrowing to have to extend into the third quarter of this year. it's actually going to extend to the fourth quarter of this year. As Fitch says, tighter credit conditions, weakening business investment, and a slowdown in consumption will push the U.S. economy into a mild recession in the fourth quarter of this year and the first quarter of next year, according to their projections, which are now disagreeing with the Fed's projections. And I think given what we're seeing in gasoline, these are proving, these are probably most likely proved to be optimistic, which Fitch recognizes with downgrading U.S. government debt, citing material weakness or material risks to the downside. Uh, The agency sees U.S. annual GDP growth slowing to 1.2% this year. This is probably the best case from 2.1% in 2022. An overall growth of just half a percent in 2024. So we're going to go into recession, according to Fitch, and then have a really hard time getting out of it. Job vacancies remain higher and labor participation rate is still lower than pre-pandemic levels, which could negatively affect medium-term growth potential. That's the long run problem, the participation problem that we've had all along. Forget the job vacancies number. We talked about that yesterday with Jolts. That's just a fake number. Instead, the participation problem is real and it's something that we've been dealing with for a long time. It's one reason why economies remain so weak. They stuck in this weak state because the economy can never recover and businesses don't hire workers like they used to for a variety of reasons that we can't get into just today. I've talked about them many times before. So the net result is we have an economy heading into recession, and Janet Yellen says, no, there's no recession, but we're going to have to borrow more than a quarter trillion more today than we thought just three months ago. $274 billion miss on the deficit is not small. It's actually really large, and it's something that we should be incorporating into our analysis instead of the unemployment rate. Because like the nosedive in gasoline, it tells us what's going on in a way that doesn't depend upon statistical or seasonal adjustments to backward looking data. This is what's happening today. And the Treasury Department is looking ahead to the rest of the quarter and saying, we're going to need a lot more funds. We're going to need to borrow a ton, more than a ton. So by all accounts, the treasury market should be completely falling apart. And just to be clear here, I'm not some bond bull. I'm not a treasury bull. I'm not here to sell you on US treasuries. I'm here trying to explain why that never happens. And that's an important factor. It's important to understand why that never happens. Because everything, when you look at it objectively, the bond bears are absolutely right. The fundamentals behind US treasuries are beyond atrocious which only you should have to ask yourself, okay, the fundamentals are beyond atrocious. Even Fitch can see that. Why doesn't the treasury market blow up? Why aren't interest rates double what they are today or even double digits by now? Because everything and everything continues to stack up against it. Let's list them. We've got negatives. Um, we've got the summer season as as has been the case every year going back to around 2016 and 2017 august usually begins a sell off in treasuries there's a seasonal factor in fact the last couple of years august 4th was the low for for uh, yields and then they move higher through august and into september usually something happens around september and october that changes everything but there's we're already starting out with seasonal weakness in the treasury market rates should be going up for that we've got um Obviously, rate hikes from the Fed. The Fed is trying to get rates to go up. We've got quantitative tightening. Remember, everybody said without the the reason why the common explanation for the reason why Treasury yields were so low for so long was hey the Fed's buying bonds, but the Fed isn't buying bonds. Certainly not at the rate it used to. In fact, it's passively ro- rolling off Treasuries to the tune of almost seven hundred billion since last June. And yet here we are. Demand for Treasuries remains. We also have what Fitch said about the massively horribly, deficit, horrible deficit characteristics in their downgrade. They said the general government debt to GDP ratio is projected to rise over the forecast period reaching 118.4% by 2025. The debt ratio is over two and a half times higher than the AAA median of 39.3% of GDP and the AA median of 44.7% of GDP. So we're at 118% when the median of everybody else rated AAA is 39%. Fitch's long-term projections forecast additional debt to GDP rises, increasing the vulnerability of the U.S. fiscal, fiscal position to future economic shots. No, that's see, that's what they got wrong why are treasuries in continuous demand? It's not the Fed. It's not the fundamental characteristics because those are absolutely horrible. It's what Fitch says a little bit later on under the heading exceptional strength support ratings. Why does the the U.S. government deserve even a double A plus rating? Well, one of the key reasons is As they say, the U.S. dollar is the world's preeminent reserve currency, which gives the government extraordinary financing flexibility. That's a bunch of euphemisms for, hey, the euro dollar system is broken and people demand safe and liquid assets because it is broken. And because by being broken, it produces these weak economic recoveries that aren't really economic recoveries and leave us vulnerable to to further shocks along the way, which we're experiencing right now. The downside to the last shock which means we have to pay for a whole lot of economic pain that was hidden for some time which is why there's so much demand for safe and liquid assets because in the end demand for safety and demand for liquidity these are today concerns and today concerns trump these much later on tomorrow concerns about how broke the government would be Again, I'm not here to sell you on U.S. Treasuries. I'm looking forward to the day when something happens that forces the federal government to at least think about getting its house in order. But because the economy is broken, because the monetary system is broken, there's always this demand for safe and liquid investments, which Treasuries happen to be, which means very perversely, the federal government gets to ride on the coattails of deflation as if it has absolutely no limit to its borrowing capacity which we are witnessing in real time yet again. So bringing this back to the beginning about hold on to your butts, we've got this serious deterioration in the government's fundamentals which Fitch cited in its downgrade which are heavily related to cyclically weaker factors. At the same time we're seeing that in something like gasoline, price sensitivity, huge price and huge enormous price sensitivity in gasoline. So while the world is watching the unemployment rate, the rug is getting yanked out from underneath us as we speak. If you want a deeper look inside the government's tax receipts and what's the, what really the problem there, check out the video at the link below. As always, thank you very much for joining me and a huge thank you Eurodollar University subscribers as well as our Eurodollar University members. Until next time, everyone take care.